Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. So, G, you want to try something new? Always. <laughs> Always. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. Hey, Foreplay fam. I'm so excited about our upcoming couples retreat on October 1st, starting at 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I really want you to consider, if you've been a listener for a while, to do this with us. Um, George and I are going to spend the whole day with you. We have lectures and exercises designed really to help you get a hold of your mind, body, and heart and how that relates to your sexual experience with your partner. You know, we're going to talk about sexual pursuit, sexual withdrawing, and kind of how the cycle can take over and how to think about it in a new way. Not only that, you've been listening, so I know you're thinking with me, but I want you to apply it. I want you to really take the time to work on your sex life and your emotional connection. There's no public sharing, so you do not have to talk to anybody. It's by Zoom, so you know it's really easy peasy to be private. Uh, all the exercises, we're only asking you to share with your partner, not with the group. Some people do share with the group, but that's no big deal. You don't have to. Uh, you can keep this completely between yourselves. And uh, it's fun. It's funny. George, of course, is hilarious. And I try to be funny, too. So join us. You know, it's it's important to apply what we're learning so that we change our lives instead of just kind of accumulating in our heads with, you know, head knowledge. So I would like you um, to join us. Think about bringing that sizzle back. Think about sex as being an important part of your life, especially if you're a withdrawer. You know, how can I bring this to my partner in a way that is still comfortable for me? Let's spend the day deepening your connection, improving your intimacy with your partner, and talking about all this. Okay, I invite you, go to the resource section at foreplayradiosextherapy.com and find all the information there, the data there, and spend the day with us. You know, actually, I was thinking about you and something that happens in our dynamic. And this is what made me think, you know, we need to teach about this so that we can help people in their sexual realm, just something that we do as colleagues. Mm -hmm. I noticed that a lot of times we are, when we're designing episodes or we get together and we're trying to decide what to do, that maybe you'll have an idea and right. you bring a lot of energy to it. You know, you're up for it. You have enthusiasm. And it sways me. I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay, let's do that. I love it when you bring energy to something. I know that it's going to be a good episode. And it doesn't matter to me if it's not all spelled out. It's like I trust us to be able to get there when I feel your energy. And I notice that sometimes for me, 
if I've worked on an episode or something, or if I haven't, if I bring an idea that you don't like as much or you don't, it's not necessarily that you don't like it. You just can't see it. Mm-hmm. I tend to fall back and and just like get deflated rather than doing what you do, which is so smart. It's like I, sometimes I, I have a lot of energy inside, but I don't bring it to you. I don't say, no, no, George, we can do this. This is going to be great. Like you do with me. Okay. And I think I think it's the same issue with couples in bed is that if a partner has something new that they want to try, they have to support that with their energy and their enthusiasm and mm-hmm. help their partner get there, like see how great it'll be. And I think what often happens is the other way around. They, they bring something new. Their partner has some initial resistance. And and I'm not talking about stuck places where there's decisions. I don't want to ever do that. I'm talking about just, you know, maybe a a variation. And and then the person who had the idea just gets deflated and doesn't bring that really important part, which is their enthusiasm and their energy to it. Right. They're probably not even aware that, like if we use our example, Mm -hmm. I would think – all right, if you're excited about it, run with it. And I'll get excited as I feed off of your excitement. Right. But I don't, I don't, I don't have it at the beginning because it's, I don't see the vision. I don't understand what's happening. Yes. But would you take that not excited as, you know, not being interested or a rejection and then you pull back and I don't even realize that that's happening. Mm-hmm. So that that's good information for the responder, me in this case, to you know, do a better job of recognizing the need there, mm-hmm. right? That the partner is needing some energy. Mm-hmm. They're needing a dose of kind of responsiveness that's going to kind of let that energy continue to unfold. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. it's shot down, then, you know, they're going to go right back into kind of retreating. That's right. Yeah. I, and I mean, I think that how do you let your partner know that, you know, that you need that? I think that's... That's yeah. it's already scary if you're bringing up something new. Right. You know, so you you feel tentative and if you don't get that, you know, happy face, that eyes lighting up, that something like, yeah, this okay, let's try that. Yeah. You know, maybe inside that tentativeness is already feeling a little too much and so it's easy to shut that down and say, "Oh, well, let's let's just do our normal thing." Right. So, let's I like extra- you going with the flip side though, G. You know, I like that about you. Well, this is, Seeing the other side. I don't have a flip side for this. You one. just did the flip side. Oh, what was You it? saw that the person who's bringing it also needs support. Like they're, they're bringing the new idea. Let's just, let's straighten this yeah. out. They're bringing the new idea. They want enthusiasm. And maybe if they don't get it, they don't go any further. And their partner doesn't even know that they had a new idea, that this was something risky for them to bring up. They have no idea. But what you're saying is the partner who was brought the new stuff has to kind of begin to see, oh, okay, you know, my partner needs some support in this in order to keep things alive and fresh. And am I missing their whispering? Am I missing something that they've brought? I think the person who's tentative, if we think about this sexually, to bring in new ideas, that mistrust is so strong that any kind of lack of responsiveness is going to shut them back down. And it's likely to happen for the responder because 
it's hard to get super excited when you're you're really thirsty and somebody gives you a drop of water. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, you know, you're you're waiting for a little bit more before you get excited. Mm-hmm. Right. But then that's just a setup for both of them to go back into that negative cycle of missing each other. Mm-hmm. So that that communication, you being able to talk about, hey, when I'm starting to have some energy and you could show up with energy like that really helps. Right. Mm-hmm. That makes it a lot easier for my brain to say, well, you know, I probably don't see that. Mm-hmm. And I could do a better job because my heart wants that, right? My heart wants the excitement. It wants more of that engagement. And if this move helps with that, then, you know, it, it's, it's just you're redirecting me a little bit. You're getting my brain to see an opportunity that I think can then be pretty excited. But mm-hmm. if we don't talk about it, we're going to miss each other. Right? Yeah. And I think that's so often what's happening with couples in, in the sexual realm around this. Right. They don't talk about the process of what yes. happens. And so then exactly. they can't keep it fresh. They can't bring variety into it. They can't bring new things because maybe there have been some tentative tries. And like you always say, you know, if vulnerability isn't met with success, then the person shuts down. Yes. And uh-huh. so many people are looking at this logically and just say, well, what, what are the things you'd like to the novel things that you could bring in and they don't recognize what's stopping it is that fear of rejection that like if i come to you with some energy and you don't meet me with energy that feels bad so i'm going to shut down because that's what i do around my emotions i don't care what the novel idea is if that's the process that's happening between the couple it's going to keep stopping these conversations exactly exactly i mean i i think especially just the way you phrased it what's the the great new idea I think many people who want variety and something different in bed, when their partner suggests something little, they're disappointed. It wasn't what I was thinking. It wasn't the great big fantasy I wanted to hear from you. And so they don't reinforce it. You know, they they complain instead, like, really, that's what you wanted to do? Oh, well, that, you know. And then their partner who might have, with more success, gone a little further with that fantasy or with the act or something, they just say, okay, it's useless. You don't like this idea. Forget about it. I'm not going to give you the second idea. Gosh, you know, you just told me it wasn't enough. And so I don't feel safe to keep going. So important what you say, Lori, to not criticize the listener here, they have good reasons to not trust it and to want more. But when mm-hmm. you allow that to be the response, it shoots the, the risk right out of the air. And the, the, it's the very thing you want, your response is stopping from growing. Mm-hmm. So how do you kind of help them see the opportunity here? That this is the start of something. Like you got to show up with some better energy with that. Mm-hmm. So let's try that again with your good idea. Podcast episode. <laughs> I like that. You know, I think partly for me, the good idea in the podcast is I need to tell you a little bit to let you in on. No, I, I really think this is important. This would be good. Like, be a little more vulnerable with you about why I think it would be good. I like um, it. I, I do. I will say sometimes if the episode idea is more sexual and you are not into it, I'm just like, oh, man, I, I put something out there, and that feels even worse. You know, like, ooh, okay, he doesn't like that. And, and it's just like 
I mean, there's this crazy thing in me that it's, you know, it's all the societal messages. You're too sexual. You shouldn't think this way. You know, and I know you're my colleague. You're my partner. It's like, I know you want me as a female to help women with this. Mm-hmm. I, I know that in my brain, but it's like if it wasn't clear and somehow or another you don't catch the vision right away, it's right. all these weird things go on inside me. I hear you. And that I totally miss because my brain says, all right, this is her area expertise. This is cool. Let her lead, right? Let her lead uh-huh. in this. And then I could t- sit back and kind of jump in on that. But you take the the not me wanting you to lead is not being interested, right? Which, so again, I got to do a better job of saying like, this actually is incredibly interested. Mm-hmm. When I don't know so much about a topic is when I'm the most interested, right? I mm-hmm. want you to push the sexual because these are the conversations that are not happening. Mm-hmm. And the more that we can talk about things that people are not talking about, I think the the more that the, we stretch that leading edge, which is the whole mission of this podcast. Yes. So I yes. am sorry for not, I will be so much more enthusiastic. Now. <laughs> no, right, I, gonna, I appreciate I want to know more about those anal beads that are being <laughs> used upside down as they're swinging off a chandelier because this is some good stuff. Oh, you are fun. Okay. I appreciate that. I really do. And, and I know you've said to me, Lori, we just need to bottle and sell what you can bring to this podcast. So I know it's there. You know, I just think, right, it's there's vulnerability in even what we're doing, talking about sex, even as people trying to teach other people how to talk about sex. It's it's tough sometimes. Exactly. Well, let's come back and let's try to get a little bit more focused on how do we get the person reluctant to share to feel safer and get the partner to get better at responding, to make these new moves easier to have success with. Okay. Please use a lubricant. You know, Uber Lube is the lubricant that I have been using for 20 years and recommending to clients because it is silicone-based, and it has a trace of vitamin E, which is actually good. There's studies out that demonstrate vitamin E oil on the vulva actually heals us. I mean, it makes it better, even during foreplay, even during the time that when you're sort of getting ready for intercourse, that is the time to use Uberlube. And I just invite you to go to uberlube.com, use the coupon foreplay. That helps support the podcast It is the best on the market. So many doctors recommend it. And I recommend it as Dr. Lori Watson, sex therapist. I had a patient last week tell me, you know what? I have used so many lubricants and all of them have some sort of irritation to my body. But this one really works. It's got a smooth glide and it doesn't irritate me the way the others do. So uberlube.com slash foreplay. Thanks. Hey, Lori, I want to give a quick shout out to Julie Manano. She's been a big help on Instagram. She's got an amazing thing happening with the secure relationship. Such awesome advice for couples, so practical and tangible and a huge success. There's, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. And she's been a great support for her foreplay. And we just want to help our listeners, you know, get some great information out there. Yeah, Julie runs the Secure Relationship Instagram account. And it is filled with great pithy shorts, you know, on a post about how to relate. I mean, she does so much and she's 
so helpful. I mean, she's also got a book coming out that is kind of about these tips that she gives. And then she's also doing a book on how to really reach secure attachment as a couple. So we want to direct you to the secure relationship. It's an awesome place. I mean, right now I'm looking at one of her posts. It's called the relationship tip. And she basically says, you know, partner one, partner two, and how they get stuck in a trap and what to do instead. And all of these, every single one I read, and I read all of them, really relates to our lives. And we want to thank you, Julie, for your support for us. And we want to direct our listeners to your account because you're doing some good work out there, girl. Keep it going. All right, Laurie. So let's get specific. What can we do to help partners have more success in coming up with new moves? Instead mm-hmm. of just a list of things that they could come up with, mm-hmm. right? The process itself. What I want from a partner who has a new idea or has made a move, new move is I want their partner to take that and go a little further with it, kind of help them have a tiny bit of success. You know, when we're teaching children new things, we need to shape their experience. So they're not going to get it right. They're not going to get it perfect. But we need to say, hey, you know, that that was good. I saw you working really hard on your math for 10 whole minutes. You didn't get distracted. Or, you know, you got most of them right. This is awesome. Or we need to support all the efforts and all the success and, you know, complimenting them, expressing gratitude for the way they've come toward us, especially if we've asked for something that is new and bad. And just saying, you know, I, I saw that you really tried to come my way. That little bit of praise and acceptance and noticing and awareness goes such a long ways in the person who is reluctant. That's nice. Yeah, that, I, I, I like the idea of shaping the experience, kind of knowing what you want and doing what you can to make it more likely. So being more positive, more affirming, better energy, that's all going to shape it to more likely to happen. The flip side of that is, even if your partner is not initiating the new move, how do you shape that? Instead of talking about, I wish you would do more of this, how do you kind of come from that place inside of yourself, right? Using those I statements instead of you statements Mm -hmm. that's saying, you know, I get so excited when the lights are left on, Mm -hmm. right? It's just, it's, it it does something cool for me, right? Mm -hmm. That sounds very different than saying, I wish you would be more comfortable with the lights on, right? Exactly. Which I think is a lot of times the way pursuers sexually will communicate, right? They're talking about what the other person, they're starting with what's wrong instead mm-hmm. of what they're wanting. Or what you're saying is start with what's right, mm-hmm. right? So that those are much better starting points. What you want or what your partner's doing right instead of starting with what they're doing wrong, which is the go-to move for most sexual pursuers. Yeah, instead of complaining about the thing that is not working, what you're saying is talk about with energy and vulnerability what you want. I mean, I want the lights on. I love looking at your body. It's it's such a turn-on for me when I get to see you when we're making love. I mean, that goes a lot further than, you know, why are you so shy? Why are you so, you know... You know, modest and inhibited. Why are you so frigid? It's your mom's fault. You know, it's your mom's fault. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's like good. your grandmother was probably the same way. You know, this is just like in your family tree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we pursue sexually can have lots of explanations <sighs> that they just rattle out yeah. that explain their whole partner's life. 
Exactly. And that, that does a lot to encourage. Inspire and encourage, right? <laughs> encourage keeping That hits the, the gas pedal big time for the partner. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and I think the other thing pursuers do is they double down on their expectations. You know, this didn't work. You know, okay, you know, it didn't work with the lights on. Well, for crying out loud, let's do it in the backyard in broad daylight. You know, why, what's wrong with you? Why can't you enjoy your body? Why can't you enjoy nature? Why can't we make, you know, and it's like, ah, oh, you know, you already know your partner is anxious. And then you just double down and you've made it a higher wall for them to get over. Right. You know, I like, what about candlelight? You know, and then saying those beautiful things in candlelight. They don't start with a movement toward what they want. They don't ask as a pursuer, like, hey, this this would be really cool. You know, if we did this, I would love to do this. You know, maybe it's one candle, then maybe it's five candles, you know, then maybe it's 20 candles and then it's maybe the lights on. I mean, there could be so many ways that they could encourage their partner to feel safe George is looking like, that's a good idea, 20 candles. I saw that on your face. 20 candles. I actually am thinking about how is lots of effective communication between parents and their kids go down this road. Instead of just coming home from school and firing away questions as a parent, like, Mm -hmm. how is school? And kids are like, fine, and they don't want to engage. Like, parents will tell a story about themselves to kind of make the kids get interested and start engaging. So, yes, if we fire away with a negative comment, you elicit defensiveness. Mm-hmm. But if you start to tell a story, you start to get people interested, they start to engage. So how do these pursuers do that sexually? They start talking about, you know what? I had this cool fantasy today that we were outside, broad daylight, you know, and all of a sudden, like, how does that not put pressure immediately on the partner that says, hey, you know, do you want to watch a porno or something like mm-hmm. that. They're like, what's mm-hmm. going on here? It's it's so quick. Mm-hmm. Right. And if they tell that story with a lot of safety, you know, we were mm-hmm. in a private wood. There was nobody around. Nobody could see us, but the sun was shining on us. It was so beautiful. We could smell the pine straw and hear the birds. We were like Adam and Eve, you know, and I mean, and they could make it really safe yeah. so that their partner could see Especially if they know the buttons that would push their partner, like their partner is shy, they don't ever want to take a risk that, I mean, having somebody see them, their children walk in, worst thing in the world, you know, how do they make the story support what their partner needs? I think it's a great idea. It's so now you're saying two things, you know, my brain always goes to bullet points, trying to get some tactics so people can write them down and leave the podcast with it. Okay. It's it's one, one is to be positive and bring good energy towards what might be new and it's slowly emerging. And two is being positive about what you want instead of turning that into criticism. Mm -hmm. And three is you're doing this. While you're trying to protect your partner, you know your partner's triggers, right? So for you to say, like, I had this fantasy about the lights being on, because you know me, I'm really visual. And I know that's less important to you, and that's cool. But it was just so fun, you know, when I could see your ass, right? Like, there's, <laughs> like and you're feeding off my excitement, like, you know, but, but you're adding that protection is that it's okay that this isn't your thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not blaming you. There's not something wrong with you because you're not me. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you just have a different way. But there's an invitation there that says, hey, if you want to stretch your little self a little bit with the candles, 
you know, that would be pretty fun. Oh, I love what you're saying, because you're, you're talking about an invitation into something new. And anytime we offer an invitation, we want it to sound like fun. Yes. You know, <laughs> we want it to, you know, we send out invitations, right? They're beautiful. We took time with them. We thought about them. The words are right. It's all of that. Yes. That works. Right. I'm laughing because I have how many couples or, you know, my own experience like that does not come across as an invitation. <laughs> you know, it's a total slab like, you know. Why would you not want to come out of the shower and just drop your towel? I mean, what's wrong with you? And oh, like, yeah. that is not much of an invitation. Exactly. Exactly. And it's cool that you're wanting that from your partner. It's nice that your brain can fantasize that. There's some great loggings there, but those loggings do not get communicated in an effective way. So true. Yep. If you're communicating them with criticism or with the it's never been enough or what you've done is just a drop in the bucket after all. And I really have always needed so much more from you. You know, yeah, you think you're so great that you did this little bit. Big deal. You know, I mean, <sighs> whew, shut down, shut yeah. down. Yeah, the invitation is is a great idea. And what I see also with some couples is. The partner who's pursuing, it's hard to to take risks as you know what's likely to happen. And they try not to be critical, but then their risks are really too silly and not really such a great turn on. So they'll be like, how about some kissy kissy or some huggy huggy or like they send signals to their partner that, you know, is a clear sign of what they're wanting. Mm -hmm. But it's not really a seductive kind of enticing, invitational mm -hmm. way of really getting that partner. And again, mm -hmm. we're not blaming. That's creative that they're trying to do that. But again, we're just trying to open up some space for why some of these initiations fall flat. Oh, yeah. I I heard this patient and I was talking to him like what? Honestly, this same example. He loved seeing his wife come out of the shower. And, you know, he was saying, I said, what do you love about it? And he's like, you know, she has a beautiful body. I just, I feel so aroused when I look at her and, you know, she's dripping wet and it's that glistening skin. I'm just totally turned on and I love her. And I said, could you just tell her that? That's so beautiful. And he turned to her and he said, I love peeping at you. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. What happened? <laughs> Got what lost happened? In translation there. <laughs> you know, what happened? You know, this all this romantic language, which of course he did say in front of her, but right. you know, in EFT we want people to say it directly to each other. And it was it was gorgeous language. Yes. You know, and I saw her relax. I saw her start to smile and I knew it was sinking in. And then he says this kind of more childish, junior high, less vulnerable thing to her which then slams her shut. So yeah, yeah, we got We got to bring the invitation in a language and a form that if we know our partner, how they might respond to it. We can make this stuff really complicated and there's lots of layers to this. But at the end of the day, I love your message of come from a more join people in their energy, right? When they're taking a little bit of risk, that's the time to celebrate. That's the time to kind of expand it's not the time to critique mm -hmm. we can have plenty of other times where we could bring the critiques in but that is not the time yep well thanks for listening keep it hot y'all our couples retreat is coming up and we'd love to invite all of you 
It's going to be on October 1st, which is a Friday from 10 to 4.30 Eastern Standard Time. We're offering an early bird discount for the first 20 people who fully pay and sign up. And, you know, we're going to do all kinds of cool stuff. We talk about male and female arousal and how to get to the best sex and what the sexual attachment cycle is all about and how to resolve problems. And I just want you to know that all the exercises are private. So you're only going to be doing it with your partner. You can ask questions and talk in the group, but it's not necessary. So we welcome participation, but it's never going to be demanded of you. And I I just thought, George, I would read something that people who have gone through this have said to us. So here's one. Like magic, by the end of the day, we found ourselves having conversations we never thought we'd have and really listening to each other for the first time in years. It's like months of marriage therapy supercharged into one day full of breakthroughs right from your own sofa. If enough people attend this conference, my divorce firm will go out of business. Thank you. (laughs) We'd love to have you sign up. It's on our website, foreplayradiosextherapy.com, and it's under the resource section. Laurie, really excited about the Success and Vulnerability Project. We are really pushing the leading edges of therapy and breaking down the process and in moments, session by session, choice points. Why does this work? What intervention are you using? If it works, what do you do next? I mean, this is the next level for therapists. If you want to up your game, you want to see real clinical examples, you want to break down the process, you want demonstrations, you want teaching. I mean, it's all there. Really exciting, good stuff. It is. I love it. I listen to the new modules repeatedly. It's great information. I'm learning, you know, still in the process and it is good. I love what you guys do teaching and the demonstrations. They're fun. They're funny. And they're really helpful to my work. So this is training for therapists. If you'd like this training, go to successinvulnerability.com. It's all one word, successinvulnerability.com. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by Foreplay Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.